What should Christians do about self-defense? Hey, I'm Todd with Ready Your Future, and this is another Bible devotional with a preparedness application. And we've been looking at the life of Abraham, and up until this time, he's still called Abram. The Lord changes his name a little bit later on. And we're looking at uh, Genesis chapter 14. We're going to be looking at verses 1 through 16 in this devotional. But, you know, one of the things that a lot of Christians, especially Christians who are in preparedness, struggle with is what do we do about self-defense? You know, defense is uh, in firearms is one of those things that uh, is part of preparedness. But then when you start, you know, looking at how some people approach that in preparedness and then you weigh that against, you know, what we believe in in the Bible and the things that, you know, we hold uh, true. Um, it's really hard to kind of rationalize where we all fall on that. And I think this devotional will help us a little bit on that one. So we're going to go ahead and jump into Genesis chapter 14. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and go there, reading out of the New American Standard Bible. And I am not going to, I'm going to cheat a little bit. I'm not going to read verses 1 through 12. And uh, one of the reasons being is uh, basically it's talking about a problem with kings, right? And some of the things that... Uh, uh, some of the things that they have, uh, they're, they're fighting over, right? And basically what happens is there's kings that are fighting against each other and a lot gets swept up in, in that. So the, the king that uh, Lot, where Lot is living in the Jordan Valley, uh, he gets swept up in, uh, in, the, in the fight and he gets taken captive. He and his family and, you know, all his livestock and all of that get taken captive and and they, they um, you know they're taken back to where this other king uh, is, is taking him to right all the spoils of war and so that's where we kind of get to verse 13 so i'm going to go ahead and just jump to verse 13 here and we'll read here so then a fugitive came and told abram the hebrew now he was living by the oaks of mamre the amorite brother of eschol eschol and brother of aner and they were allies with abram when Abram heard that his relative had been taken captive, he led out his trained men, born in his house, 318, and went in pursuit as far as Dan. He divided his forces against them by night, he and his servants, and he defeated them and pursued them as far as Hobah, which is north of Damascus. He brought back all the goods and also brought back his relative Lot with his possessions and also the women and the people. All right. So, like I said, just a, a few verses there, thir uh, three verses uh, in, in all. So, let's kind of look at this here a little bit. One of the things that I want to point out is that Abram was already prepared for self-defense. He was already prepared to take care of there was if there was an issue. So, the Bible tells us here there, there was 318 trained men for battle, right? There was 318 trained men in his household that could go out and fight against this army now, or in a fight against these kings. Now, when, one of the things that you read when you look at you look at the commentaries is that this these kings weren't like big king, you know, kings. They're basically, it's like they were over a city, and so that's why when it talks about hey, there was four kings here and three kings here or five kings here. You know, they're basically, you know, over a city. They ruled a city. And um, the, the thing is, is that Abram was able to go after these guys. Now, he had 318 men. Now, 
of course, the kings, they, they would band together. And that's why you had this, this uh, situation here, right? Where you had all these kings kind of showing up because they were banding together and they were forming, you know, uh, alliances and, and, and things like that. But the minute that Abram finds out that his family, that Lot has been taken captive, he goes after them. He has 318 trained men. What that means is that there was other men that were not trained in his household. And if there was men, there was also women and children. And so what I'm trying to say is that Abram was a very wealthy person. He had a lot of servants. He had a lot of people that he was responsible for. But he realized that where he was coming from and where he was living and what he needed in that day and age is that he needed people to be able to defend their belongings, to defend the family, to defend the women and children and the other men that couldn't fight. And so they were trained and ready for war. These aren't people, you know, shepherds who are out and they're coming to fight with their, you know, he's like, hey, I got my, my shepherd staff here, right? They're going out there and they're fighting against military people, people that were ready to fight. I mean, they, they, they had already come back from killing people. So they go out and he, he divides his forces up and he, he, he beats them, right? He's able to, to, to overpower them. And he's able to bring all the people back, including Lot. So I think that's really important. One of the other aspects here that I want to point out that I think it's, it's really important is that he was, he had allies, right? So if I'm going back to the Bible here, he had allies with Mamre the Amorite, brother of Eshcol and brother of Anner. And these were allies with Abram. Now, he, you know, they weren't his people per se, but they realized that they needed to be allies. They needed to be the band together for mutual assistance, that they needed to be able to be there for each other. Now, it doesn't say here in the word that these allies went with Abram. But I can imagine that if someone was like, let's say these kings, they go and they beat all the other kings in the Jordan Valley and they take up Lot and all his, all his family. And they say, hey, while we're at it, let's go see what else is out there. Hey, there's this man, Abram, and he's got all these people and all these livestock. Let's just go wipe them out. And I'm assuming that these guys, since they were allies, that they would have come and they would have come to their rescue and they would have helped each other out. So the thing is, is like Abram doesn't, you know, a lot of a lot of believers would wind up doing something like this. Well, maybe it was God's will for Lot to to be, you know, caught up in that. He's going, you know, he's he's taken prisoner. He and his family, you know, he was he was given the choice, you know, where he wanted to go. Abram gave him the choice. What you know, did you want to go to the land of Canaan or did you want to go to the to the valley, the Jordan Valley? And he decided to pick the Jordan Valley. And if you don't, if you didn't listen to that devotional, you can go back and listen to that one. Uh, in in where where we go about where Abram gives him the chance. It's like, hey, you know, you go this way and I'll go this way. You have your choice of it. So a lot of people would have said, well, he kind of made his bed and now he's got to live in it. And that's just the way it is. Abram didn't do that. Abram didn't say, hey, this is God's will. This is what he's like. He's like, he loaded up, man. He's like, hey, all the men, all the men trained for battle. Let's go. We're going to go. We're going to get Lot and his family back. And so they go and, and, and they do it. So what's the preparedness application here on this one? So the preparedness application is that it's, there's nothing wrong with preparing to defend your family and defend your loved ones. Now, you got to weigh how far you want to go with that. 
Um, some people might say, hey, I'm, I'm going to put up an alarm system. I feel comfortable with that. You know, um, I'm, I'm going to, you know, um, get some get some training in the martial arts. I'm going to buy some firearms. I'm going to whatever it might be. I might buy multiple firearms. I might go get training with those firearms. So you really got to determine on where you're going to go. I mean, a lot of if, if you are going to get firearms, it's just smart to get the training with it. But you got to decide where you got to go with that. But as a believer, there's nothing wrong with defending yourself and defending your family. Absolutely, that's what we see in the Bible. We see that kind of all the way through. There's nothing wrong with that. I don't believe that it, you know, those of us who are believers and that are into preparedness when the zombies come, and it, that doesn't mean, I've always talked about this, you don't put on your tactical vest and turn into, you know, uh, prepper Christian Rambo or whatever, and you're just ready to go out and hunt. This is about self-defense. This is about protection. This is about taking care of yourself and your family, right? I, I think if you are someone who is responsible for other members of your family, you have a responsibility to prepare to protect them. The other application that I want to point out here that I think is very important is that Abram didn't, he realized that he just didn't want to be on his own. He, it just, he didn't want to be, although he had 318 trained men, he didn't want to be out there just on his own. He made allies with these other guys. And maybe they didn't believe the same way. Maybe they didn't all, you know, track on the same way. But they were allies enough to be able to come to each other's assistance. I think that's important. In preparedness, we always talk about mutual assistance groups. We always talk about, uh, you know, being involved in some kind of group. And you got to be very careful about that and how you go about doing that. But the idea of just it's me and my family and we're going to go out to the woods or we're going to go out to our cabin and that's it i think that's kind of a wrong move i think it's more about hey how who can i align with to be able to protect uh you know if we if, if we need to protect my family if we needed to to be able to defend our home to be able to defend you know what what's going on here and so maybe in the neighborhood that might be you know the people around you um, that might be family members, extended family members, however you go about doing that. But that's something to, to look into. That's not something that we should just kind of pass off there. So a couple of applications there, you know, what are you going to do about self-defense? And uh, there's nothing wrong with it if you are a Christian, if you are a believer to be able to do that. And then, you know, who do you have that you can rely on? Who, who do you have that you can, uh, quote unquote, be an ally with in times when you need it? That's going to be it for this devotional. Let me pray for you. Father, I pray for my preparedness friends, and I pray that you would just uh, give them this vision and this idea of being able to uh, protect themselves and protect their families, to have that self-defense in place, Lord. Pray that you would help them to find the people that they can align with, that they can uh, connect with, Lord, if it's just for encouragement, but also if it gets to a point where we need to defend ourselves, Lord, um, that, that too. And I pray for those that are involved in churches and, and those that are involved in ministry that maybe they don't believe in the preparedness aspect of it, but I pray that they're able to find people that they're able to connect with and, and link up with, Lord. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Thanks so much for hanging out with me on this one. God bless you. Peace.